Hello, hello. I think All we right. are. I think we're here. I think we're here. I think I feel like that's a very existential question, Megan. Are we here? Are we here? Because what we're really doing right now is that you and I are in totally different time zones in different parts of the world. And yet we are both in the now. I am technically in your future, but you are connecting with me from my past. What? Yeah. If we really wanted to get that trippy. <laughs> and we're like currently just light projections on a screen in front of each other. So we're traveling at the speed of light from one to the other. This is like... From the past into the future. So are we here? Are we here? Jess, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, we're here physically. But yeah, but time is an illusion. Time is an illusion. All right. Well, let's not get too existential before we start talking about this stuff. That's my Oof. default setting, Megan. That is my default setting. <laughs> we went we went down a rabbit hole this morning. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kayla Mason. And I'm Megan Smith. And this is Human, Human Design, Design in Real Time. Time. I'm the founder and CEO of Kayla Care, and as an intuitive human design coach, I use human design to help you get to the root of what's holding you back from living the life you actually want to be living. Human design is a map of your energetic DNA that uses a combination of ancient systems and modern science to help you understand how your energy shows up in the world. On this podcast, we'll be talking with people from all walks of life about how their human design affects their lives and the lives of those around them. Getting your own human design chart is easy. All you need is your exact birth time, and you can go to freehumandesignchart.com to download your own copy. So let's get started. Okay, welcome back to the Human Design in Real Time podcast. Today, we welcome our guest, Jess Tanner. Uh, she is a 1-3 sacral manifesting generator. She is the person that originally introduced human design to our lovely Kayla. They attended the same coaching school together, and currently, uh, Jess is based in Miami, Florida. And she is the self-described ultimate Manny Jen actress, yoga teacher, and health coach. Welcome, Jess. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Yes, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us on our little podcast. I know that we really want to talk to you today about how you and Kayla talked about human design. How did you introduce Kayla to human design? How did this conversation like even come up for you guys? So it's funny, Kayla and I were in this Kundalini club together with one of our mutual friends who was teaching us and we were like unblocking all of our chakras. And then somehow through like the comments or something, Kayla and I figured out that we both were also doing IIN together. And neither of us had accountability buddies, which they encourage you to have while you're taking the course to kind of stay on pace and just have someone to chat with. And so we became each other's a little accountability buddies. And I just kept mentioning human design to her. I was introduced to it from the To Be Magnetic podcast, actually. And like that whole... Really? Um, Lacey Phillips. Yeah. Like the To Be Magnetic stuff is how I learned about it. And I like think I listened to a podcast with Jenny Jenna Zoe. Yeah, she did a podcast yeah. with Jenna Zoe. Yeah, I thought I think you actually mm -hmm. sent she, that to me at one point. Probably, yeah. 
And then I just kept mentioning it to her over and over. And she's like, what are you talking about? And then like, we, one of the conversations we had, I literally looked up her chart and like texted it to her. And I'm like, oh, you're a projector. I don't really know what that means very much, but like, here's, here's your chart. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Did you have any idea that what you were doing was going to become this? Not in the funny thing is I feel like I'm one of those people that really connect people with what they're supposed to know because Kayla isn't the only person where I've connected them with something or an idea or hobby whatever and then it ends up being like a huge part of their life Mm -hmm. I feel like I've had a few friends that this has happened Mm. to yeah so it's really interesting I know I never would have known that yeah that's not the only time that it's happened with us either like mm-hmm. that that has yeah. happened numerous times with us. Um, and I, I also want to mention when so we when we initially met, it was in that Kundalini club. And the way that I figured out that you were also taking the IIN for anyone who doesn't know is the Institute mm-hmm. for Integrative Nutrition. And that is the coaching school that I went to. And Jess also went to that with me. Um, I found your coaching Instagram like you mm, had yeah. just started Jess Be Well. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, interesting. Because this Kundalini Club was like, it was like 10 people. It wasn't like a mm-hmm. lot of people. So when I went to the followers list of all the people who were in the club, it the fact that there was someone else who was a health coach, I was like, oh my God, somebody else is a health coach. And then I realized that that person, your health coach profile, had started like, maybe two a month maybe even a couple of weeks prior like it was very Mm -hmm. very new and I was like oh "Oh, did this person just start being a coach and then I realized that you were in fact in the exact same program that I was in on the same timeline (laughs) I was like no way And then we both didn't have little accountability buddies. Right? I know. And I, because I remember trying to like, trying to figure out how the hell I was going to find someone. This was right at the beginning Mm -hmm. of my like journey of allowing the universe to send me what I was meant to have, you know? So it's very interesting because I feel like I kind of started embodying my human design before I really knew about human design. I started trying to be more receptive. I started trying to, you know, stand back and let things come to me. And this was one of those moments where I had been trying to figure out how am I supposed to find an accountability buddy? How am I supposed to figure that out? And then lo and behold, the universe was like oh look at this here and I found you and you were like I don't have an accountability buddy I'm a manifesting generator and I am going to invite you in to be my accountability buddy (laughs) I was like okay essentially um and so that like it all just kind of happened in that kind of serendipitous way and now Jess and I have been close friends for the last two years so and the amount of things I think, and we'll probably talk about this, but you have defined mind and head centers connected to a defined throat. So the concept mm-hmm. that you are someone who speaks knowledge that you have like downloaded out into the world is super aligned for you. Your defined mind and head are super connected to the divine, especially when you are feeling connected to the divine. So the fact that you were able to just kind of say those things out loud and it was like, yep, here it is. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot of sense. 
And the other thing I will say on that is that you have the Genius Freak uh, channel. Um, and that that channel is very much like when there are times when you will say things and it'll like it'll hit and it'll be like absolute genius. And then there are times that you will say things and people think you're a freak. It's like, no, no, there's no way that that's possible. <laughs> that's so accurate. <laughs> So or you have to like, like you're just like kind of loony. They're like, okay, yeah. sure. Yep. So you have to like wait for the right timing for it to come in and make sense. So it's so funny to me that like you probably mentioned human design to me like five times before I was like, okay, I'll go look at this this human design thing. Uh- <laughs> That's hilarious, especially because it took you like one one chance. You were like, hey, Megan, have you heard of human design? And I was like, no, what's that? <laughs> it took you five times before you were like, yeah. OK, I'm going to learn a little bit about human uh, design now. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. And now look at you. I know. Right. Right. I know. I know. And I know, I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but the thing that really turned me off of human design initially was its association with astrology. And it was very mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. my past, my history with astrology and with doing readings and with psychics and with all of these spiritual people who had who were kind of predatory who were not using their gifts in a way that was helping the greater good. They were using them as a way to get people who weren't, who were in like low self-worth, you know, to get money out of them, that kind of thing. And like, I fell victim to a lot of that. Because they need the guidance. Right? Yeah, exactly. I was very Mm. much a person who was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I need. I don't know what I want. I have no idea what Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to do. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Somebody else, tell me what. And so... I had kind of gone the complete opposite end of the spectrum where I had been burned by that mentality. I had been burned by people who said to me, here, I know what you want because of your astrology. I know what you want because of the tarot cards. I know what you want because I'm psychic. And I had to kind of go completely in the opposite direction and switch away from those kind of modalities for a while. So when you brought that back into my ether, we were in school for an integrative nutrition. Like I was mm-hmm. very much leaning into the science side. I was like, okay, if I'm going to be a coach, <laughs> like I'm going to lean into something tangible, something I can mm-hmm. hold, you know? And it was very much against what I had decided was important for me in that moment to trust in anything spiritual. So I think I was scared more than anything of falling into a trap, you know, of like falling into another trap Mm. of somebody else telling me who I was. Because for the first time in my life, I feel I really was starting to have an idea of who I truly was. And so when I did finally say, okay, you've brought this to me enough times, you've talked to me about it enough that I feel like I, I felt like I could trust you and knowing that I could trust you made me feel like, okay, I, I think I can trust that this is not just another thing that's going to tell me who I am. Um, and from there, and we actually had Stacy on the on the podcast 
recently as well. She was also in our Kundalini group and she's a human design. Mm -hmm. She was a human design coach. And so I was like, okay, let me sit down with her. Let me talk to someone who I can level with. And now here we are, of course. And I think human design, I really felt seen by it in a Mm -hmm. way that I had never before felt seen by something like that because it wasn't telling me who I was. It was simply giving me a framework for how I could kind of strategize to work with my energy. And that was a totally different way of looking at the world. And I feel like since you helped me to open that door, I have really been able to lean into, okay, if I am a spiritual leader, if I'm someone who helps other people connect to their spirituality, if I'm someone who works in the unknown, who works in the unseen, who is involved in this world that I for so long mistrusted, then what if I can be trustworthy within it? What if I can stand in my power as someone who can be a pillar and can be that trustworthy, safe, uh, loving, heart-centered place where someone can go to in order to find solace in something like human design? Mm -hmm. That's deep. I love that. Jess, um, what drew you to human design and what resonates with you about human design and and everything that you've learned so far about it? So like I said, kind of what drew me to it was the podcast. Well, it was the To Be Magnetic work that I was doing and I started doing a lot of inner work. And there was like this platform kind of coupled with if you had like a membership to like all the courses within the To Be Magnetic stuff. And then there's this community platform where you can um, connect with other people who are also doing the work as well, almost kind of like a Facebook group similarly. And I kept hearing human design. I looked it up and then there was a woman on there that was getting her training. And so she was giving out free sessions to do your chart. So I think it was like summer of 2020, I got my whole chart read. And then that's when I got even more interested in it because then I started learning more about my own chart. And then just how I operate in the world. It was really validating on just different aspects of myself and how I kind of have a lot of different interests and learning to like trust certain parts of myself more. And then I feel like I got deeper into it when Kayla also started to study it. And then we started looking at like, I started looking at other people's charts that are around me, like my partner and like my family and just trying to figure out how to navigate them better. Um, and I had a few friends that were also super in human design. And so I think we would like kind of get together and like talk all human design stuff and like how we each work. It's funny though. I have a lot of good friends who are all projectors. (laughs) So I feel like I I, I learn a little (laughs) bit more about all the projectors a lot. So we've totally talked about this on the podcast before. I feel like many gens need Mm -hmm. projectors. Because we have so much energy as many, I am also a manifesting generator and we have so much energy and have so many interests and so much to like do and mm-hmm. give that we need a projector to sort of direct it a little bit Yeah, in a way. Because we had we had um, Kayla's friends, Alyssa and Shell on the podcast and their partnership and we sort of compared the Manny Jen and Projector mm-hmm. pod- partnership and what that looks like and how productive it is. So yes, find yeah. find yourself 
if you're a Manny Gen, find yourself a projector. If you're a projector, yeah. find yourself a And it a works Manny on Gen. the other way as Highly well because projectors, we need to be invited. Mm. And Manny mm-hmm. Gens are super excited to invite, 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 invite because you've got a thousand ideas and you just want to dive into them. And like, I think that I, I would call you, Jess, the ultimate mm-hmm. inviter. <laughs> As we discussed. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Because you also, I'm looking at your chart right now. I just realized you also have the channel of charisma and you have uh, the channel that, that like that channel of, I think it's intuition. It's the one that connects intuition to your throat. So like Mm -hmm. you have this full on, like right from your head to your throat, to your spleen, to your sacral of intuitive energy that gets voice out. And so if you're with a projector who is all vision and is see, like able to take all of your energy and focus it and is speaking things to you that's that make you that like help you to understand who they are, then mm-hmm. of course you're going to speak out what it is that they need, like what it is that they need to do next, you know? So and I've experienced that with you numerous times at this point. So I'm very grateful for your your presence Same. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I know conversations with you I, I gain a lot of clarity. Great. <laughs> yes, Kayla is an expert at that. <laughs> it's so nice. Oh, it's always great. I can do that for everyone. It's harder to do it for myself. <laughs> oh, yes. I feel that. Ain't that the truth? So Jess, as an actor, as a as a creative and somebody who has a lot of things that you're doing just in general how do you manage all of that and what does your design tell you about managing all of these these projects that you have going on and um specifically like the creative side of things uh how do you connect your human design to your creative endeavors i think i'm still honestly trying to figure that out i do I've learned about myself now that it's like I have to kind of pop in and out of the different things. And that's when I feel like I find the most creativity when I'm not like stuck doing one thing for too long, which I think it speaks volumes to all manifesting generators. It's like when you do the thing for too long, then you kind of get bored or frustrated and then your creativity doesn't flow. So I'm like really been toying with this, I think, over the beginning of this year of trying to figure out how I can all right, like I have to do the self tape and do that. But then I want to pop in and try to figure out some content for health coaching, or I have to wake up and do yoga, which still takes a level of creativity because you have to come up with your sequence. And then like maybe which music you want to play for everyone and maybe what things you're going to say that could inspire them during the class. So I think it's a tricky balancing act of, maybe as soon as I'm starting to learn it, like when I, when I sit down and work, like popping into the different things, but I think I need to tune in better with myself to then understand like, oh, this thing is kind of getting a little boring. Let me set that aside and maybe bring my attention to something else that I could focus on. Cause I'm the kind of person that Mm. takes on a little more than I should. And that's also part of my lesson this year is learning to, all right, I don't need to do everything at the same time. I can maybe, you know, have three yes. things that I'm like focusing on right now. And maybe I'll do that other thing six months from now. I resonate yeah. with Funny this enough, so like much. I was going to join. <laughs> I know, right? Because like I'm, I was doing improv classes as well. And I did level one and two. And I just got invited to do level three. And you have to get invited to be in it. And I'm like, well, I have to do it. I got invited. And then, but part of me 
and the class was supposed to start tonight. And then I was like, Jessica, like, no, you, you literally have catching up to do on like so many other things. Why don't you just take your energy and put it towards those things and you can do the class later on. So I have, I have like, I, you know, had a two weeks of like travel and doing fun things. And now I'm like, all right, I need to get back to focusing on things that are more important to me right now. So I decide I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do the improv class in July. Cause I'm like, let's not sign up for too many things. So then I'm not spreading myself too thin. So then, like you said, like I have more energy to put creatively to the things that I do want to do mm. and finding that balance. Mm. And how does all of that show up in your design? You know, Kayla, maybe you can help speak to this a little bit too. Like, what are some of the things that you can do to sort of better organize your energies and efforts based on your human design? My favorite thing to tell anyone who has a motor to their throat is to use your voice, is to let your voice fuel you. So like, whether that's through journaling or whether that's through talking to a confidant or if it's through talking to yourself, looking at yourself in the mirror, talking to yourself. Um, I think being able to hear yourself out loud, not only when you say things out loud, are you speaking things into existence? So things like affirmations, if there's something you are trying to accomplish in your life, if you're wanting to bring more calm into your life, then literally saying the words, I am peaceful. I am peaceful, I am peaceful, is going to literally bring you into a greater state of calm. But not only that, but also acknowledging that your creativity is connected to that throat motor. Because the way that you express yourself is through, for you, it's connected directly to your sacral center. So when you're in that state of like, of that like that deep burning of like, yeah, this is great, this feels good, this is what I wanna do, that's when your creativity is going to come out of your mouth. That's when that intuitive mm-hmm. sense, when you're knowing of what you need to do next, is going to come out of your throat. And if you give yourself the space to hear it, especially with your defined mind and head centers, hearing things for you ah, is mm-hmm. huge. You also have the channel of hearing. So, you know, like <laughs> very, very important for you to be hearing things. And you might even have downloads come in in a hearing kind of way. You might hear voices come in for you when you're having downloads. So mm-hmm. to really allow your voice and the things that you hear to fuel what you are doing and letting it come from that place of joy, letting it come from the things that are fueling you, I think is going to be the core of how you figure out what do I need to do? What do I need to do next? What am I enjoying right now? Does that resonate? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I've this year, I've tried so hard to listen more to my intuition because I feel like when I don't, it bites me in the butt. Like, I, it, I knew it already. It's my, yeah. like, myself told myself already. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm listening now. So I've tried to practice that. And then even it's so interesting too. this translates even to acting and like things that I'm struggling with as an actress in class and like trying to become better. Part of it has to do with my literal voice and my opinions and advocating for myself, even in character, even Mm. when whatever character you're playing. And we have moments because I'm doing a Meisner based class right now. And I've studied Meisner a lot, but we do a lot of repetition work. And it's, it's so simple. It's all you have to do is observe the other person and make your 
like, and say your opinion or say how you're feeling. And sometimes I catch myself, my teacher calls me out and gets me like, Jessica, like be in it with the other person, say what you're thinking, say what you're feeling, you know? So it's definitely a practice and something that I, oh yeah, I so resonate with. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I actually want to, I know this is a question I think, Megan, you were going to ask her later, but just based on what you just said, I want to piggyback. You were talking about being in a scene with a partner and uh, being able to say what you're feeling. So Mm -hmm. you have an undefined emotional center, which means that chances are if you are in a scene with somebody and there's a big emotional event happening, that you're feeding off the emotion that the other person is creating. So that maybe Mm. you saying what you feel is less about you saying what you feel and more about you saying what you're intuiting this other person is needing from you or this other person is feeling. And so I'm wondering if that resonates with you as an actor in a scene, having that undefined emotional center. Oh my, yes. Like so much because even how I translated what you just said also, and my teacher is like, just like say what you're getting from the other person. And that's like purely just like being intuitive and intuitively being like, what is this other person like feeling right now? Mm-hmm. And I try and it's I've been trying to practice. I mean, I've been not as good about it lately, but I'm trying to bring more intention when I go into class and I do like stand in front of another person to like say do this repetition work or the scene work and be like, all right, just breathe, like stay grounded. Like you're already very intuitive. Just like tap into that for this part. Like, how do I connect those two things? Like, because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like with act, I, I keep it separate and I'm starting to see how it really can be so beneficial to use both at the same time and just how I work and operate in the world. So Uh, yeah, that just like so many light bulbs just went off actually. Good. (laughs) Writing all this down later. (laughs) Tuning into the other person. Yeah. Do you feel, because you also have an undefined self-center. So I wonder if maybe there's a part of you that feels like stepping into allowing somebody else's stuff to come into your centers and Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to feel into what that means is super vulnerable. Do you feel like you've kind of put up walls to kind of keep other people out of your identity, of your emotions, of your sense of self-worth because you have that undefined heart center as well? Like, do you feel like there's maybe a part of you that has put up walls and boundaries to keep yourself safe from absorbing other people's stuff? And that maybe that's something that's getting in the way when you are finally like, okay, well, I want to put those walls down because I want to see what's actually happening, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like this is twofold. I feel like part of how I grew up and like conditioned myself, I took in so much. So then I'd say like the last four or so then at some point, right, your subconscious builds those walls and you're like, you you don't want to take in too much. And now I'm trying to, yeah, find that balance of like, letting people in. But then I know you and I've had conversations where Part of me sometimes feels like I don't know who I am because I have this undefined self-center and I'm trying to learn mm-hmm. to just be in the unknown of that and understand that like I actually I mean I do know who I am right but it's easy to get like washed up or like caught or I guess caught up is the right word of like and other people and their energy yeah. and the big thing with acting is just like allowing mm-hmm. someone to see you and to let them in 
and it's such a, it's, it's tricky, but I definitely feel like I'm trying to learn to do that more and just like let down my guard. And, but I think it's also a level of how I see myself and, and like seeing myself and then being comfortable enough with how I see myself to let others see me, Mm. which is like, yeah. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. I also wonder because that idea of how you see yourself, that could have, that could be connected to trying to create a solid identity when Mm. you're not built to create a solid identity. So it's one of those like, (laughs) like I feel like we set ourselves up sometimes in these little vortexes like I do that with accomplishing things Mm -hmm. I'll like well once I get to this next thing then then I'll be able to you know go to sleep or then I'll be able to stop working for the day or then I'll feel accomplished you know but I have an undefined sacral center I'm never going to actually feel the satisfaction of accomplishment that a generator can feel Never. It's just not part of who I am. So chasing Mm -hmm. that concept of feeling accomplished is just going to leave me wishing, you know, wondering where I'm what I'm chasing and continuing to chase rather than actually acknowledging like, okay, what if I did it right now? What if I did it from this place of feeling Mm -hmm. like I'm in the middle of seven different things and never actually accomplishing any of them because I'm always changing and moving and flowing through things? accomplishment is not something that really resonates for me you know so I wonder if that if that has something to do with the with that identity concept for you oh yes like as you're saying all of this out loud I'm like oh my god like it it translates in so many areas of my life it's not even like my career like sometimes when I'm telling people like oh yeah I'm an actress and I'm a health coach and I'm a yoga teacher I also bartend on the side and I'm, I'm like they look at me like that's a lot of things to be doing or even like how I how I choose to like dress myself sometimes. I feel like my my style will go so all over the place and I'm like and then I you know you get caught up in like the boxes that are created by society or whoever and you're like, "Well, no, I should fit into this box and only dress this way or that way." Or, and I like even with like eating habits, like everything, I find that I'm always just all over the place and I'm like I just need to learn to accept that more and be like this is actually mm-hmm. just how I work. Even when it comes to like sitting down to doing work, like I just feel like I'm not meant to do it in the a lot of the ways that maybe majority of society is and just how you live your mm-hmm. life in general. Yeah. It's just, you're supposed yep. to just kind of go with the flow and I'm really trying to embrace that more. Yeah. Do you feel captivated by the moon? Are you craving a sense of community and a break from the chaos of everyday life? Do you want to learn more about yourself and how to connect to your magic? Then come join us in the Lunar Soul Tribe. Guided by two intuitive human design coaches and energy healers, myself, Kayla Mason, and my good friend, Ronnie Kryle, the Lunar Soul Tribe is a monthly moon circle that focuses on helping you to find a deeper connection to spirit and to lean into following the deep longings of your soul. During each full moon circle, you'll be guided through a ritual to release what no longer serves you and manifest your highest truth using the power of the full moon. 
we'll use human design as a tool to connect to the energy of this particular moon cycle so you can choose things to release and manifest that are aligned with how your energy currently connects with the energy of the cosmos. This will allow you to experience a deeper connection to your intentions and to your own magic. We will also go even deeper using the meditative energy healing modalities, Reiki and Yoga Nidra, to identify and remove your subconscious blocks and wounds related to the themes showing up for this moon, so that you can truly begin to shift your world to reflect your highest truth. And it's all virtual, so it doesn't matter where in the world you are, we want you to come and join us. You don't need any prior experience with human design, energy work, or moon rituals to receive the full benefit of this gathering. You'll be guided through every facet of the moon circle and will walk away feeling more connected to yourself and to the world around you. So come join the tribe. Head to kayla-care.com events to sign up for our next full moon circle or to become a member of the tribe. Until then, keep gazing at the moon. I feel like Manny Gens are so multifaceted, mm-hmm. right? Like we are the jacks of all trades, master of nuns, but, you know, better than master of one, right? So <laughs> I love that quote. And this, it, it is what I feel like defines I the agree. manifesting mm-hmm. generator because we want to do so many things. We want to continue to try and explore so many things that we can sometimes get caught up in all of those things a little bit too much and we have to like reorganize a little bit um but it is just so fun to try all of the things and not be bogged down by what people think you should be doing right i feel like i've gone through so many different style choices and uh you know i I always have at least five or six different projects going on at one time and it, it just like I, I can't help it. I have to. It's I. That is me. That is what I need to do. And I never feel like I'm. I mean, I've, I've definitely felt like I've overburdened myself a few times out there. But like, I always feel like I want to do more mm-hmm. anyway. So why not do more? Just continue to monitor my energy and make sure that I'm not burning myself out. You know. So yes, we are. We are. We are a lot. We are. <laughs> and proudly so. You know, <laughs> I know it's funny. My partner is a generator and like he, he sometimes he's like, I don't know how you do all this. Like he just doesn't get it. Same. Cause like he has the one thing that he does that he loves and he's really good at it. And that's what he loves to do. And that's what he does. And then mm-hmm. I'm over here, like over here and over here and over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I, I feel like I, I saw a, a thing that, gave kind of little descriptions of the of the types recently and it really is generators are here to to pick one thing and to really mm-hmm. like they master that one thing manifesting generators are here to dabble are here to jump around are here to inspire us are here to you know be that kind of little flitty like you flit you flit mm-hmm. you flit projectors are here to focus the energy that we see like we absorb energy and then focus it so it's not even having like one thing that projectors do it's that we get around 
the other the things that other people are doing and figure out how to focus those things. And like, so it's just so interesting how we are all here to do something different. And so we don't necessarily, we don't need to compare, you know, and manifesting generators, you make up like a third of the population. So two thirds of the population have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, how on earth could you do so many things? How on earth could you have 50 projects? How on? And it's like, because that's how you're designed. That's what you're here to do. Literally. Literally. So, Jessica, have you ever thought about using your human design a little bit more in your acting craft or or in any of the other endeavors that you have as a Manny Gen? You know, do you regularly tap into your human design and say, okay, how can I utilize this to be better at acting or my coaching or yoga or bartending? Yes, for sure. I think recently, and even like this conversation that we're having right now has so many light bulbs going off, like I said, with acting, because I'm like, oh, wow, I never even thought to how I could use like aspects of my human design for acting. And like having more like, because I'm the kind of person where if I can physically get my body to understand what's going on, like, then like, I feel like things start to really flow. And it's definitely has to do with my mind, which now that we're all saying this out loud, I'm like, of course it does because of my divine mind centers. But if I can literally get my mind to understand like, all right, these are the circumstances. This is your relationship to the other person. This is what you want. And then it's like, then like, you know, the creativity and everything just starts to flow. So I'd love to start to figure out how to tap into all of that more. And as far as I'd say, like with coaching and like yoga, I don't think I've really figured out how to maybe use my design for those either. And that would be also cool. I mean, with the exception of, I think, knowing that I have, I'm like a non-emotional, so I really feel into other people and really learning how to use that to my benefit and like understanding what people are kind of like feeling around me and in a good and a bad way, like maybe so for example, like bartending, sometimes it's hard because you're on so many other people and so much energy and learning how to maybe like protect yourself from that and kind of like not let all of that energy affect you so much. I've kind of used, I definitely used human design in that sense when I go into maybe a bartending shift and I'm like, all right, I can't let this drain my energy. Mm -hmm. And then also learning like like I said before, like I do a lot of different things, like when using human design in a way that's like, all right, when is, what is this thing? Maybe figuring out if something is draining your energy and maybe it's time to let that go. And it's not like serving me anymore. Yeah. I, that was something that Mm -hmm. I, that was coming to me in this conversation is you, even though you are a manifesting generator, you only have one of the motor centers. Mm-hmm. So uh, for those who don't know, the motor centers in human design are the sacral center, the root center, the emotional center, and the heart, ego, will center. So uh, Jessica only has the sacral center of those defined. So essentially what that means is the only kind of energy that you create is that sustainable energy that is only flowing when you are doing your right work, when you are doing mm-hmm. the things that light you up. So whenever you find yourself doing something that doesn't light you up, you're doing it from a place that you don't create energy from. And 
trying to alleviate as much of that as possible because that's when you're going to end up with with stomach issues, with chronic pain, with whatever it is that comes in. The more you push that, the more you kind of, I always say, rev the engine because it's mm-hmm. when you have a defined sacral center and you're doing something that doesn't fuel you, when you're doing something that doesn't bring you joy, it's like you're sitting in the car and the car is in park and you're just pushing on the gas pedal. You're just pushing on the pedal and hoping that you're going to go somewhere. But all you're doing is using up gas and causing trouble with your engine. My mom knows a lot about cars, and she always tells me not to do that. So, <laughs> like, That's good advice. Right, yes. Right. Yeah, so I, I'm curious how that how that relates to the things that you do in your life. Because I know like Megan, for instance, has a defined heart center and defined emotions. Mm-hmm. So for things that like she might not have the energy for right now from a joy standpoint, she can use her ego. She can use that like, I have to get this done. So I'm going to use this energy to get it done. But let me tell you, the burnout on doing things that I don't want to do is super harsh. <laughs> Yeah, that's real. That's very real. <laughs> so harsh. <laughs> but yeah, so Jess, is that how does that show up for you? Do you notice that you just have kind of this one energy tank? Yes. And I think that I've learned more about it over the last few years and figuring out like, all right, maybe there are some things in my life that I like for right now, like I still have to do or that has to be a part of my life and I have to put energy to it. But like, how can I minimize it to not be as much time? So then maybe I don't feel as burnt out as like you were saying, Megan, because like, I'm the same. Like if I'm doing a bunch of things that just don't light me up, like one, I'll get burnt out to where I'm like, I literally can't do anything. I have to like sit on the couch and maybe just watch Netflix because I just can't take any and any more energy. I can't do anything else. Or I feel like I'm not in my like self and I'm feeling like angry or just not operating from how I really am naturally. Mm. And so learning how to like really start to read that energy in myself and figuring out, all right, what things do I need to start to let go of? And it's funny that we're having this conversation like today because I feel like this is the some this is the thing that I really want to focus on moving forward in like the next three months because I'm just at a point now where I'm like I really have to start to let go of the things that are just taking up space and taking up energy and they're draining me because they're not really what I want to be doing but it's like I just have this habit of as a manifesting like things will interest me for a minute and then I put all these things on my plate but then like a lot of times like they interest you at first, but then you're like, oh, actually, I'm not really into that anymore. But for some reason, you might still have it on your plate and you're doing it. But I'm like at a place right now where I'm like, all right, it's time to like take some things off the plate so I can have space for new things to come through, but also have the energy to do the things that actually light me up and see where those things go and have like actually put more focus towards them, you know, and see what happens. Hell yeah. Yeah. I I feel it so much. I feel all of it. I'm like, yes, I understand. I I connect with this so deeply in my soul because I do take on so many things. And and there are a lot of things on my plate currently that do not fuel me. And one very, very big thing that doesn't fuel me that I need to figure out how to get rid of (laughs) without 
destroying my income. Um, <laughs> you know, especially when there's something like that mm-hmm. tied to it. Manifesting like, uh, a new job. I mean, I feel you, girl. That's how I feel about bartending. And I and I've known it for a while. Like even my body has like physically rejected it. Like I have to wear gloves at work because otherwise my skin will like freak out. And I'm like, my body's literally telling me like I can't Ugh. do this anymore. But like I've had to do a lot of work around like story and like what my story is and feeling like it is possible for me to do other things and be just as abundant. So like these are things that it's been like a slow progress and like I'm getting there and I know I'm gonna let go of it soon. But it's still, it's like, it's hard when it's like wrapped up in more than just like maybe a thing that you go do. Like being like, oh no, I'll take the yeah. improv class in like three months, you know? And you're like, no, this is like, this is how I pay yeah. my rent or, you know, buy my groceries. Yeah. Yeah. And that, it, that makes it so much more of an energy suck, right? Because mm-hmm. it's just, uh, I, I, there's a, there's a, a have to, and I guess with my defined will center, I will continue to do the thing mm-hmm. in order to make sure that I'm meeting the expectation of have to. Right. And I mean, I, I resonate with that. Cause I feel like I'll also get myself to do it, but I'll be like kicking and screaming while I'm doing it. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes, you know? Yeah. And that's when I'm like, oof, no, that doesn't seem like that's what I should be doing then. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm I'm listening to all of the the things you guys are saying and I'm thinking about the emotional wave because the emotions are one of the things that give us energy where we have these, you know, those of us who have defined emotions, so myself and Megan have defined emotional centers, we have these like bursts of energy that come from an emotional place. So so you get excited about something, you get like, you know, jazzed about something, you have a certain amount of energy that you can utilize for that thing. Um, it also goes in like waves throughout life. Mm-hmm. So even though you are not an emotional, you have gate one in your chart, which is gate of creativity. And it's also mm. the concept of creativity has the same kind of waveform pattern that emotions do. And it's coming out of an undefined self-center. But that gate one has the same creative energy of when you're in a creative flow and you're excited about something, you're moving. But then you need rest periods between. Mm. You cannot keep going continuously. There needs to be a moment of this is exciting and I'm really, this is great, this is great, this is great, I'm creating, I'm creating, and then you need a, t- a period of time to re like to rebuild that energy because you've used it up. You've used up the creative energy and now you need to take some time to let it rebuild. And with a defined sacral center, I'm curious if you notice that your sacral center will continue to provide you with energy. Um, and if maybe it's just the creative endeavors that have that kind of waveform. But I'm curious as a non-emotional how that shows up for you, how that creative wave pattern shows up. It's so interesting. I definitely feel that. And I think that I I lived in New York for seven years before I moved to Miami. And so I just was in this perpetual state of like, hustle, 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 be doing so many things at one time, like not really taking breaks, not really taking time for myself, not really resting. And so I was in that cycle for like seven years. And then when I moved to Miami, the pace is slower here. I didn't have as many obligations. I was also like figuring out what my life was going to look like here. So things really slowed down for me. 
And now that I like, and then I kind of gotten a crazy job for like a year and was doing the health coaching course. And I was also doing wellness events at the time. So I did have a lot of stuff that I was doing. And then I quit the crazy job, I finished the course, and then my life kind of really slowed down again. And now I've tried to start to figure out my creativity and what I am and like what my energy is going to but I find that I will have like, where I can do stuff and like, it'll flow and flow and flow. And then I need a break. And I need time to rest. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, all right, I've rested, I've given myself some time. All right, I can go and do this thing now. And I'm trying to teach myself or reprogram myself that like, that's, that's normal. That's it's normal. good. I, I need to give myself this time, this break. Cause I feel like as maybe many of us are like, I'm my own worst critic. I'm super hard on myself. I'm always like telling myself I'm not doing enough when I'm clearly doing plenty. Yes. And I'll, and I've really had to allow myself to really lean into the rest because I find that like, I need it. And I need the rest to then recharge and just kind of give myself like time to just, I don't know, just like create some more space for then like more creativity to come through. Cause I find that like, I, I do feel like I would get burned out and like, at least maybe yes, with creativity, maybe not if it's more of a job where it doesn't take a lot of creative thought or brain power, I want to say. Yeah. Like, for example, like, I don't want to knock bartending, mm. but like, I that is something I could just do. I mean, maybe not physically now anymore, because I do see how it, it takes too much energetically out of me. But before I feel like it's something you could just do and do and do and do, because it doesn't take as much. I don't know. Yeah. The same type of energy or like creativity that maybe like health coaching or even yoga or acting does. Yeah. With all yeah, of those you're things, not it's connecting like, as much. There's a lot no. of like something that I've also noticed with things like that, because I used to do a lot of jobs like that as well, is that mm -hmm. there was a time previously where I was not as tapped in, where I was not as tapped in to not only the energy of divine, the energy of, you know, people around me, the energy of the universe, of the stars, of all of these things. I didn't feel all of that. Like I wasn't mm -hmm. connected to it. So I didn't get overwhelmed by it. So I was able to just go and go and go and do the bartending job and just be in that space and just completely ignore all of the things that were probably being absorbed by me or coming in or whatever. Whereas now it's, it's not so much that it's, uh, that I actually have less energy. <laughs> I think it's more that I can feel it more. Like I'm more mm -hmm. cognizant of it. I'm just more aware of my body and my soul and my energy in the space and in, you know, so that at this point, if I were to step into bartending again, the fact that I was surrounded by so many people who wanted my attention would probably take up so much of my energy that I wouldn't even be able to focus on making drinks, which before it was all about mm. like, OK, make drink, make drink, make drink, make drink, completely ignore the outside world, you know? Mm -hmm. I do connect with the idea, though, that many gens need to shut off their creativity Mm. muscles by doing something that is sort mm. of passive or mundane. Um, and I know that I find a lot of peace and and sort of rest when I just clean my house. 
I'll put on like a podcast or an audio book or some good music and I'll just, you know, do the dishes or, or like vacuum. And I, and it's such a, a wonderful like break from having to use my creative muscles and use my, like that, that sort of brain power um, and creative power to make something happen. And instead I'm just doing a mundane activity that does not require any creative muscles that really helps me to recharge so that I can, you know, later in the day or the next day, go back to having to use creative muscles to do something that is required of me or or that I want to do. Just exercising that like, I don't need to use my brain right now is so nice. <laughs> I know, it's funny. I really feel like that with bartending because I've been doing it for so long. Like, I feel like I can like, literally mentally be somewhere else and just be doing it even like interacting with people and that's what I found I have to do when I go into work to keep myself not burnt out when I go there or not like overly tired mm. and yeah I think I feel the same too about like cleaning or yeah I've never heard that though about manifesting generators and how like yeah these mundane tasks but that makes so I much mean sense yeah, that makes sense, especially if you have energy that you're not using, you know, mm -hmm. like I feel like if you mm -hmm. uh, especially if there is something in your life that is not fueling you the way that you would like to be fueled, it's really nice mm -hmm. to be able to kind of just move through it, to kind of move through and allow your body to do the doing, because that's, you know, you guys are here to do the doing. <laughs> So being in the movement of doing the doing can feel productive, even if it's not connected mm -hmm. to your soul's purpose, you know, mm -hmm. whereas for someone like me, that kind of stuff drives me absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> I literally like I can't I, I can't I have to like completely disassociate in order to be OK with the with cleaning and chain and, you know, doing things with my body like I am someone who wants to be sitting. I wonder if it's also my defined root because you both have undefined root centers. So oh. you're more flow through the space and, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of be where you are and moving because PJ's like that, too. And he has an undefined root, but he's also a projector. Mm. So maybe this is more of a, a root movement well, that's, thing. That's just the beauty of how diverse the the human yeah. design spectrum is. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. You know, so as we are coming up on time, Jess, what are some of the like the key takeaways that yeah, maybe you want to to use now that you have like a better understanding of how human design can help you in all of your creative endeavors? Uh, what would some of those big takeaways be? Definitely starting to figure out how to use human design and acting and like really like tuning into the other person and like feeling into them more. So then it's like, and even like, even doing that, I can also feel how it, that affects me. And like, then to be able to say my opinion, or just, you know, comment on theirs. Um, so that for sure. And also just embracing my design more in general, and just understanding that we are just meant to do so many different things. And I think I find myself getting caught up sometimes and seeing what other people are doing. I think all of us are a little guilty of this from time to time. And you're like, 
well, maybe if I just stuck to the one thing, like I would be maybe like really good at that thing. And I'm like, well, actually, no, I probably wouldn't be. And that's not how I work. And I've never been like that. Even in high school, I was in like five clubs. Like I had an after school job. I played a sport. This is literally how I've always been. And this is how I end up Mm -hmm. almost having more energy in a sense if I'm doing the things that I really love. So I think definitely just honoring my design more. And and it's so funny, we were talking a lot about creativity and just how I can tune into that more and let that like flow through me. Because I think for me, sometimes, maybe Kayla, you can speak on my chart on this. I think I almost like get, I psych myself out in my head to the now, then the creativity won't actually flow. And I'm trying to figure out how to stop doing that because it's been happening a lot to me. And I'm like, like with acting, I feel like my when my body's in that place and it understands like, all right, this is where this is going to happen, right? But some for some of the other things, they're a little bit more, there's a lot more freedom to when you're doing them, like say yeah. like health coaching or yoga, or even like if I do want to make like content for either of those or that sort of thing. And I find that I'm like, my because we are manifesting generators too, like our minds go in so many different directions. And then you're like, wait, but let's, let's pick a few or like, which, which one should I do? Yeah. yeah just one. Can we start? Oh, with I one? feel like my mind like jumps between project to project to project. Like every five minutes, I'm thinking of another project and like the task list of things I need oh to do god. for that project. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. More ideas. I like come up with more and I'm like, oh, I could, I could also do that. And then I'm like, oh, wait, but that, and I'm like, wait a second. Oh, my God. I honestly, yes, I'm going to say what I said at the beginning of this for you. All roads lead to the throat. Let your throat <laughs> guide you. Let your voice guide you. I actually want to, because you are the first person on the podcast who has as many throat gates as I do. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You've got six gates coming out of your throat. Um, yeah. So y- you are someone who needs to use your to voice to express so if that Mm -hmm. means like I have one uh, friend who's a manifesting generator who I I told him to start recording himself talk because he was sending me like 20 minute voice memos and I was like dude (laughs) like this is a lot and I was like can maybe you should like just like I would just be like, why don't you go back and just listen to that yourself? Or like, why don't you like record that for yourself and listen to it later? Because the kind of knowledge that you will drop when you just start, like if you have an idea, turn on a recording device and talk it out. And then later when you're like, oh, should I work on that idea? Listen to it. Let your hearing channel take it in and then listen to your sacral center. Is this something I actually want to do right now? Your voice, like, because your mind is just here to bring in those ideas. Like, you've got that beautiful Mm -hmm. lit up mind and head. You're taking in new ideas all the time. And you're creating them, which is something that most of us don't get to do. So you're creating all these beautiful ideas, but then allowing them to go through the kind of the scientific method. You have that logic channel in your brain. You need to go through Mm -hmm. the steps of does this actually makes does this actually make sense is this something i can express is this something i can embody how does this actually fit for me so if you create something like a recording or like a journal entry or like you know a jotting of notes or whatever it is through expression that you can go back to later then you can let your sacral center decide as you are looking at or listening to the thing that you've already created 
So that might help to give you a little more clarity on what you need to do mm. next. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's so does funny. That, Every, that I, all roads lead. I resonated with lead, love it. All yeah. roads lead back to my voice. <laughs> and it's so funny yep. because it's, it's, I think part of my um, path here in this world is, is learning how to really use it and like express myself and like all of the things. Yep. yep. And yeah, and just uh, most of the time, yeah, if I speak things out loud, I need to start doing this voice memo thing because. I think that could be. I'd love so to helpful. hear how it goes. I'd love to. And you know, it's side note that I also have looked up like numerology, and it's so funny because my number is three, and it's the communication, and it's all about. It's also all so. It's like this is like really like what I'm here to do is like speak. Yeah. Like just yep. say the things. You absolutely are. And you also have gate 31, which is that gate of the leader, democracy. You mm -hmm. are here to lead with your voice. You have gate 33, which is the storyteller. You're here to tell the stories of humanity. You're here to understand what that means. Um, you're, you know, you're connected to your voice. You're you have your, th your throat is literally connected to three different centers, which means that you mm -hmm. can speak from three different places. You can speak from the intuition mm. of your spleen. You can speak your mind and you can speak from creation. You can speak from that sacral center, that total creation of with your voice. So you have so much power with your voice and just allowing yourself to lean into that i think you're going to find so much more clarity in the things that you are you're trying to accomplish oh yes oh yeah. that's so it is and i think for me it's i didn't use my voice for much of my life and i really like held everything in so much so that like i would have like asthma as a child and i would always get like bronchitis uh. and all of these things so it's so funny to hear all of this and understand that I'm like, and I, I have like probably over the last four years done a lot of work to start to really let things out vocally, just saying things out loud. Mm -hmm. um, like someone, like I started talk therapy like four years ago and it was like life changing to just be able to like say things out loud. So yes. uh, all of this really resonates. Great. That's awesome. I love this. This has been such a great, like I get to connect <laughs> with another Manny Jen and be like, I understand, I get everything. <laughs> like all of this has been really resonating for me. So thank you. Thank you. This was so, so insightful. Awesome. Amazing. I'm so glad. I love having people on the podcast who are just like super open and like light up the room like you. And it's just such a beautiful experience. So thank you. I'm happy I came and I got to be here with you guys. Yeah. yeah. If you like what you heard on this podcast, follow us on Instagram at human design in real time to keep up with our next episodes. And if you want to learn more about your own human design, I'd love to help you on your journey. You can head to my website, kayla-care.com to book an introductory human design session where we'll dive into the person you were born to be. That's K-A-Y-L-A-C-A-R-E.com. We're always looking for awesome humans to be guests on the podcast. So if you'd like to be interviewed, send us an email at humandesigninrealtime at gmail.com. This podcast is brought to you by Kayla Care. A big thank you to our amazing producer, sound mixer, designer, and editor, Sabrina Mason. Thank you to the composers of our theme song, Niall Spaulding and Sabrina Mason. Thank you to today's guests for being open and present with us. 
again, thanks to you, our listeners, for supporting this podcast. Keep discovering your human human design in real time.